Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. I am all in. with Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. All right, hey everybody, Scott Patterson, I am all in podcast, iHeartRadio, 111 Productions. Uh, we have had a, a, a tsunami, <laughs> a tsunami of responses, emails coming in uh, over the last recap episode, Haunted Leg, and I wanted to address it. I, I, I really think it's important to address it because as I said to Amy in our initial phone call, um, uh, when I pitched her the idea, which I thought was such an original idea of a, of a rewatch podcast, <laughs> didn't know there were 30,000 of them already on the air, <laughs> which just shows you how slow my brain works. Um, um, you know, I said to her, the most important thing to me is that the fans are served here, mm-hmm. uh, that we cannot usurp uh, or you know, try to grandstand or, or, or in any way, um, 
walk into the church of Gilmore and Mm -hmm. defile the place. And I think I did that uh, on this last episode. And I want to first and foremost apologize to you, Amy, for talking (gasps) over you. No, I just think I... I don't want to get into an argument and talk over you while I'm trying to apologize to I you. I interrupt but. you every every episode. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> see, I see your comments. I see your comments. I get excited. I can't help myself. Right. I'll work on it. Right. But uh, we but just get excited. We care. Here's the thing. If it, and I'm I don't mean to trash guys, but if it was a bunch of guys reacting, oh, this, that, I would go, eh, you know, I understand guys. Women, I think I place women higher. Than I do, man, I just do. They're more emotionally intelligent. They're more in tune with shows like this. This fan base is is mostly women. It's mo- it's like 98, 97% mm-hmm. women. And uh, my entire life, I have been guided by emotionally mature, intelligent women. Otherwise, I'd be a, a total wreck. Um, <laughs> and women have saved my ass countless times in my life and when women speak out and say scott check yourself a little bit i listen so i'm listening to you i appreciate this i I love you guys danielle i apologize if i have been talking over you i've been too aggressive you guys i have to tell you're so nice scott i have to tell you listening so after we taped the episode that aired scott called me the next morning and called me to apologize. And I was like, you have nothing to apologize for. Like nothing is more fun for me than when we're talking about these episodes, because it's like, we we're so passionate about this show. Like I love this show so much. So it's like, we are enjoying the show. I do enjoy hearing a different perspective too you know like it wouldn't be fun if it was just the same perspective like exactly i like seeing it from your lens even though ours was totally right and scott's wrong (laughs) we want to hear it i'm just kidding i'm just kidding a lot of people agree with you you know people don't like christopher i happen to love him so i think that's the other thing it's like you don't care for christopher where i'm just like doe-eyed for christopher i love him but it, it doesn't give me the right to to stop listening to you because you're not agreeing with me. And I want to be better at that. So I want to be better. I appreciate that. But I think you always listen. But listen, we, I told you in that initial phone call, the fans are going to shape this. We're going into this kind of blind. I know this, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know this show is, is sacred uh, to people. It gives them a great deal of comfort. And the last thing I want to do is give them any kind of stress. Um, I just happen to be, um, and there's a lot of reasons for it. Um, a little bit forceful sometimes. Um, and you know, well, we, you also are passionate. You look right. You I mean, are Luke. So whether you are an actor portraying Luke over these many years, like you are Luke, you care about him so much. So we want to hear what Luke has to say. So here's, here's what I'm going to try to do. I'm going to try to, and I think, and one comment really Open my eyes. And I'm telling you, the comments are so intelligent. They're so mm-hmm. insightful. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. This fan base is We read is them amazing. all, you guys. We, we read them all. I, I didn't read them all. I couldn't get through them all. I was, you know. Oh, I do. I, 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 I almost had a breakdown. I couldn't. I take a tally. I got through about oh, four of them. And I said, all right. Me. And another one for me. Another one for me. Another one for me. <laughs> 
<laughs> I read them all though. For some reason, if someone missed last week, you might want to go back right now and mm-hmm. give it a click or two because it, we it got hot. But I got to tell you, I love doing this. I, I've never had so much fun doing anything in my professional career. And I, I love you guys. And we are having such a good time doing this. I do get passionate. I, I think what I'm going to try to do, and it's one of the comments that I was, I was about to comment on, oh, yeah. is try to separate, and it was such an insightful comment, um, uh, it was try to separate Luke from Scott mm. and try to look at it a little more objectively like a fan would look at it. I'm looking at it, it's like too much inside baseball kind of thing. Because I, I, I you don't know I that stuff. It. But it doesn't... As you may have seen from my background acting. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a lot better than I gave you credit for. I just got a little jealous. No, That's it all was it was. very bad. It was jealous. I it. it was jealous. Very, very bad. Because I know I can't do it like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, which is why I never attempted background acting. Um, but um, listen, I, I, hear, I hear you, gang. I hear everybody. And you should be able to listen to this podcast about this fantastic show filled with people that I truly love. Um, It's an experience and it continues to change my life and improve my life for the better. And if you're saying this, then I'm going to work on myself and I'm going to try to, to be a little less um, forceful with my opinion but I think I think opinions. If you know, I stand by my opinions. It's just Definitely. that it's 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 not having the opinion. It's how the opinion is is served. And I just so think nice I'm serving the opinion a little hot. I'm going to take it out of the oven sooner, let it cool <laughs> off, and then I'll serve it. How's that? Is that a deal? We're ready. I mean, let's do it. Let's, let's do it today. I can't wait to see what you think it. of this. Anyway, greatest fans Episode. in the world. Much respect. They are the smartest, nicest people, by the way. I, the, I, I agree. They are so nice, but the comments are so, so smart. Like, they are. keep them coming. They do. They know this show a heck of a lot better than I do. And I was mm-hmm. in it. <laughs> That's the best part. That's the best it's part. like not even a fair fight. But uh, thank you. Thank you for the comments. And uh, we're going to, we do want to make this um, a fan friendly mm-hmm. event every single time. Uh, you tune in. We don't want you to feel like there's going to be any kind of toxicity. So we've got an expert coming in. They're going to clear out the toxicity and then we're going to continue. Anyway. I almost, I almost shouted team Logan. (laughs) (laughs) Because you can't help, but like, you're still going to have a show and we're not all going to agree. Like I am going to be team Logan. I do love me some Jess, Mm -hmm. but I'm always going to be team Logan. So it's like, we're going to disagree on things. We are. That's fine. We're gonna I can't wait to see about this episode because I have like some mm, get into it because I have some okay. I, I after this episode was over, uh, and we're we're to, wait a minute. So, uh, who's gonna, who's gonna do our synopsis? Danielle, Danielle take us I'll, away. I'll take the synopsis away. So, this is season three, episode three, application anxiety, original air date October 8th, 2002. When Rory's Harvard application arrives, her confidence disappears. And soon, three generations of Gilmore girls share one giant anxiety attack. Mm. Plus, Dean starts to wonder what will happen with their relationship when she takes off for college. And Taylor convinces the town to open an old-fashioned soda shop next to Luke's diner. At the end of this episode, at the end of application anxiety, you know what I said to myself? What? I said, who the hell 
wrote this. So I went back and I looked at it. <laughs> Is that good or bad? Oh, that's good. And oh, okay. I said to myself, Daniel Palladino wrote the oh. hell out of this episode. Because, man, you talk about snappy dialogue mm -hmm. and, and Gail Mancuso directed it. And I remember Gail and she was always so great to work with. And she masterfully guided us through this and kept our pace at breakneck speed throughout this entire thing. I just thought that this was a masterful episode. I was completely engaged. I wanted to get up and and get some more food. <laughs> but I wouldn't oh, allow myself to. Stuck. No, I just. That, I, I, that I wouldn't. happens to me. Right. Right. That happens to me with Gilmore Girls constantly. Where right. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to watch like 15 minutes of it and then I'll go do something else. And then all of a sudden it's like I'm a zombie. Just <laughs> like. <laughs> I was so hooked into this hooked. because the, the dialogue was so great. And the and the mm -hmm. banter back and forth was so great. And the timing was so great. Everything was just bam, 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 bam. Yep. Well, you know what hooked me right from the start? Mm. The Brady Variety Hour. Oh. Like, do you guys do you guys know what that is? Genius. Yeah, I grew Danielle, up in the Brady Bunch. Me too. But so yeah. that's what is so genius about this show. They weren't watching the Brady Bunch. Right. They were watching the fairly cheesy, like panned Brady Variety Hour. So in the seventies, <laughs> Danielle was not no. barely born. What year yeah. were you born? Danielle? I don't. In in ninety. 1990. Are, are you joking me? No, I swear. You weren't born until the 90s. In 1990, the first year oh of the 90s. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, I was born in the 70s. So in the 70s, the variety hour was like a total thing. Like it was the heyday of Donnie and Marie. So the fact that Rory and Lorelai are watching the Brady variety hour, who even knows how they got it at the time because it wasn't on. It was like a song and dance thing with all the Brady's, except for I think... Jan bugged out. I think Jan did not partake. That was so hilarious that mm -hmm. they were watching that. I was dying. And then that that kind of became that bit because her application came while they were watching the Brady Variety <laughs> mm -hmm. Hour. Mm -hmm. Now, did you guys notice something about the mailman? He didn't close the door. He left the door <laughs> wide open. And he came in the house. He just came in the house. But that's small town. That's like small town, right? <laughs> They're all, hey, Eddie. I'm it, like, what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I live in a little small town, and my alarm would be going off if somebody <laughs> totally to open the door well, and put the mail in. You know, I, was... I do know my mailman. I wave, and I love oh, my sure, mailman. sure, sure. But he doesn't open my door. We used to get... We used to have a, a a milk box out in front of our front door, and the milkman would come by and put the glass bottles of milk in our no. milk box. And then we used to have, God, I sound old, don't I? Um, and then we had a, Charles Chips used to come by and put potato chips into our potato no. chip box. Yes. No. Yes. It was a weekly delivery. The old joke. So, like, Danielle's too young for this, too. The old joke would be like, Oh, was it the milkman? Like, remember when people would have like shenanigans yes. on the side and or, or like milkman's oh. baby? <laughs> yes, exactly. 
Exactly. Because the milkman. Yeah. I'm too young for the milkman. Uh-huh. Sorry, Scott. Sorry. No, no, you don't have to apologize. <laughs> I did not have a milkman. Oh, the popcorn. I'm the, relieved um, because I was suspicious. You know, was, the chip guy at the end of the chip. They should, yeah. Can they yeah. bring back the chip guy? So the guy just delivered bags of potato chips? I mean, what it was both. I mean, it was like, get them both in court. You know, it's like, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> the chip guy and the mailman. It's like, okay, it could be one or the other. <laughs> Shout out to AstroPro for sponsoring this episode and providing free samples. It's springtime and that means allergies. Mine have been throwing me off and I need something that works fast. That's where AstroPro comes in. It's the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. And it is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter spray you can get. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Plus, it is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. AstroPro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. So if you suffer from allergies like I do, get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with AstroPro. Go to AstroProAllergy.com for a discount so you can AstroPro and go today. Visit A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Ah, summer, the best time of the year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. And vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plants can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. 
Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. All right, so back to the show. Uh-huh. So what'd you guys think? Her Harvard application has come. Um... You know, I love that they talked about uh, dead souls and Gogol uh, re- reading the uh, the bleak Russian authors <laughs> who are all quite brilliant. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, just, it was just a funny bit. It was a funny way to open it. What should we do? Should uh, he could have brilliant? Yeah, it was, it was a funny way to open it. Very literary. Yeah, because they're watching this show being so Rory and Lorelai. And then here comes the baby Harvard application right. that they're holding. It's like, like it's, a it's like here's here's present day culture watching the Brady Bunch Variety Hour, and then there's uh, Harvard coming in, and then there's Gogol, right? So, yeah. okay, so nice then we contrast. move into the kitchen, and mm-hmm. out pops Lane, and this is a very important storyline. Lane wants to be in a band, so she's got this ad. Mm-hmm. So that's big because as we know, that becomes major throughout the series. So Danielle, I'm jumping ahead, but what did you think when you saw, did you know his voice when you heard on the voicemail, the guy calling Lane? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about, but no, I didn't recognize the voice. Who was it? You didn't recognize when Dave Rogowski calls for the first time? Negative. Oh. <gasps> Okay, don't want to. Okay. I'm jumping ahead, so we'll get back to it. But this is major. Okay, so anyway, all right. So we're we're in the kitchen. Lane pops out. Any thoughts on that scene? Um, was wondering what, what the music was in the background. I like the music in the background. And then she popped out and I said, Oh, that's the music in the background. Okay, cool. Um yeah, so yeah, yeah. Sense. but uh yeah, again, uh the pace of the dialogue. Uh, and you really have to focus in and concentrate on what she's saying because you can't pick up all of it. It's so fast. So mm-hmm. it really does get you in this heightened state of awareness where you need to be completely focused or else you're going to miss something. And that's why people mm-hmm. watch this so many times over and over again, because it's like, I miss that. I want to get that. I want to experience this again because it's mm-hmm. it's faster than life. Yeah, and that it, is really true, yeah, especially in this episode. And it makes it kind of thrilling. It might, it really, it speeds up life. It's like fa- life and fast forward somehow or a higher speed. And I had, I had felt like we hadn't had a lane episode in a bit, like either right. she'd been missing or she was sort of insignificant where I was happy to see her at the forefront again. Uh, yeah. I was happy to see her doing what she loved and she, <laughs> and she loves that. Um, so that was good. It was refreshing. Yeah. It was refreshing to see her. Okay, like so that. we get into Luke's diner. So it's almost like am- she's another she's another of uh, uh, Lorelai's daughters, where it's like that's yes. where she belongs, mm-hmm. or she's an alter ego of Rory somehow. Yes. Oh, very interesting. Mm-hmm. I do feel that she has a very mother daughter relationship with Lorelai, mm-hmm. friends but bordering on. They're very close. Agree. She's just bebopping in their house all the time. And as we know, then she takes the calls at their, I mean, she's free to come and go like it's her home. I I had, I had my best buddy was like that. He used to just come over anytime and he was welcome to just go into the fridge and come into the house and, you know, cause he had a, he had a tough family life. So he, he would come in and hang. I mean, I, I wouldn't be there. He'd come in and talk to my mom and my mom would. Yeah. Isn't that the best? It's the best for him and for you. Yes. Yeah. And we're still super close to this day. Oh, I love that. Yeah. 
Okay, so we go into Luke's diner, and this is my favorite line. Do they let kids drink coffee before school? Think it might lead to harder stuff? Lattes? Cappuccinos? Yeah. <laughs> now, what did you think of Dean and Rory that that morning? Um, what, they had that little scene at the table, right? Uh, I, I, I thought they looked very comfortable and very content, mm-hmm. and things were kind of back on track for them. Yep. Um, yeah. I yeah. felt that way, too, about yeah. this episode. And it was sweet, right? They're sweet together. Mm-hmm. They're very sweet together. So, yeah, he was less annoying. Yeah. And no Jess in this episode. So right. maybe that makes us sort of like like Dean more. How do you guys feel about Dean right now? I feel bad for the guy. I, I do, do feel bad. So, yeah. But this episode, I was like, oh, okay. There's a shift in this episode, which we can talk about later because the ending scene, you know, one of the final scenes, you kind of get a glimpse into what's going on in mm-hmm. Dean's brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Dean, yeah, yeah. D- Dean was Dean later on. Yeah. Yeah. Although, interesting that he sort of was thinking ahead to it so realistically, mm-hmm. where she really wasn't. But we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought they seemed very cute in this scene. And, you know, she wanted to make plans. And he was like, aren't you going to be writing your essay? And that's when we learned, oh, I've got my essay. She put school aside. You know, she was like, no, like, you know, like, I want to hang out with you. Yeah, she thinks she's going to write about Hillary Clinton and she's all good to go. (laughs) And we see Taylor taking the photos. (laughs) That was hysterical. That was hysterical. (laughs) And then he got, he he knew Luke saw him and so he... (laughs) He's so good. He is. I mean, he just puts that in his body that way, and he's yeah. hysterical. God, is he, he's so good. He's so good. <laughs> okay, so then we head to Chilton for the assembly. What did you guys think of Paris and Rory at the assembly and everything that ensued? They're interviewing Jim Romaine from Princeton and Rose Samuels, the college consultant. I, I like how it started because the guy who was running the place told Paris, look, look, this isn't the Beatles at Shea Stadium. Relax. <laughs> you know I mean? It's like finally somebody, you know, stood up to her and didn't get bulldozed and said, what's what's with this stuff, you know? She wanted a black, everything black background with spotlights and the whole thing. And she wanted to, what she wanted to look like firing line or something like that. Or Charlie Rose. She screams. She wanted to look, she wanted to look like Charlie Rose. That didn't age well. That didn't age well. (laughs) That's where she does her Hillary Clinton dig too. And I just kind of had a chuckle at that. (laughs) Rory's like, oh, right, right. It's like, oh, God. I also thought there was a couple words. They're like, we don't like perfunctory answers. And I'm all, Google, what is perfunctory <laughs> mean? Like, uh, yeah, and bad printing. They didn't like bad printing. I was like, oh. Yeah. Um, that was funny stuff. Uh, the, the looks on both of their face, their reactions were, were priceless. Uh, oh, my God. It, when it, we it, jump ahead. I liked Paris to- a little more in this because I got to see a different color. Or she wasn't so sure of herself. I liked Paris so much in the scene ahead mm-hmm. when she calls Rory. We'll, we'll talk about that. Right. So we, so now we're at Friday night dinner right. and we can go backwards. But Rory and Paris. So first of all, Rory has a cell phone. She does. Did you guys notice that? She does. She has a cell phone now. Yes. So I believe it's the first time we've seen Rory with a cell phone. I think Lorelai had had one before, but Rory has one now. And Paris freaking out. 
down and Rory freaking out. I was about to heave. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Uh, talk about it. We're at Friday night dinner and Emily obviously has the magazines for school. And then this is where we see both Rory and Lorelai freaking out. Oh, um, this hysterically funny scene. Uh, you know, they, you know, that's, that's a hell of a thing when you realize how much competition there is. And there's so many, you know, thousands globally, thousands of people with the same qualifications, if not better. And how are you going to differentiate yourself? And uh, I thought all of their answers and, and Dan, Dan researched this beautifully. You know, I think yeah. it was, you know, he probably had to call the Harvard admissions board or get somebody to talk to him. And they told him, you know, they gave him the inside track on, on how they do these things. Um, what was scary for me is that they, you know, they're, they're so th- that the admissions officers know that everybody's the same, same qualifications. So they put a stack on the rejects and they just put a stack on, on the yeses, you know, and there's far fewer yeses than rejects. And they just, that's yeah. how they do it sometimes, maybe. I don't know. That, 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 that was kind of frightening to me. I hope that's not the case. Um, but uh, getting it, into college is so hard. The difference between even when Rory was mm-hmm. going to college 20 years ago and now, oh, I mean, these kids cannot get into college now. It's so brutal. Nobody can get like into college 5. now. Is that true? You have to have like 4.5 to get into like these. I mean, to get into Harvard and Yale. Now, I don't even, I don't, I can't even think about it. Right. I think it's like, I have have a 5.0. Does that even exist? Do you have to be it's a unicorn <laughs> to get into Harvard? Well, it's all, I mean, it used to be in my day, all SATs and ACT scores, you know. And grades, yeah. Yeah, grades. I mean, no, this is nuts. So th- this was very accurate. Right even 20 years ago. Yeah. And now it totally plays because this is what these kids are really going through. Like mm-hmm. freaking out about getting into college. Well, we had a, we had a kid in, in my group of friends who, uh, who got accepted to Yale. Um, really? Yeah. And he did pre-med and he became an anesthesiologist and the whole thing. Oh my God. But I, you know, growing up, you know, he knew anatomy and physiology, like the back of his hand when he was, 10, 11, 12 years old, 13, you know, he knew it and he was grounded all of the time. His dad was always mm-hmm. grounding him. So he just strict studied. Parents, yeah. He just studied. Very strict parents. Yeah. And he studied and studied and studied and studied. And that's what it takes. You know? It's interesting because when you think about Chilton, like these kids are competing at such an extraordinarily level, mm-hmm. extraordinary level that they are considering Yale, Harvard, Princeton, all these schools. It's like, it is intense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, they're, the pressure. And I think it's the first time that Lorelai realizes. Yeah. Oh, gosh. You're right. Yeah. This is not as a right. shoe-in as we right. thought. This might not happen. There's a lot of special kids. You know? All the Gilmore women are freaking out, all three of them. <laughs> what I thought was interesting, and I will say, is that Lorelai called the headmaster and gets connected to the guy, you know, the guy that went to Harvard, where what's interesting is, this is where they really should have leaned on Richard, even though he's a Yale man. He is an expert at this. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting that they literally have a wealth of knowledge right in front of them of getting into school. Mm-hmm. But specifically Harvard, right? Right. So there is 
That one thing. I love when she says, and that insipid Kate Hudson is not going to take your spot. (laughs) (laughs) We're back in Luke's diner. And now we get the kids coming in with the orders. Mm -hmm. Epic. I think this was as good a writing for Luke as there has been on the show. It's how I'll say it. I think Dan really gave me a gift here in this episode because I just thought that, because I saw myself uh, really excited and engaged as an actor Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there were no impediments in the writing. Not that there are in anybody else's writing, but I thought this was particularly um, like this perfect runway for me to take off. And I don't know, something just really clicked uh, for me in this episode because I'm watching it going, geez, I don't, I don't remember enjoying. I mean, I don't like watching myself. It's, it's, it's a terrible experience, but I really enjoyed this because I didn't recognize myself. I, it, I think that's really the character. That's the guy. Oh, that's interesting. Well, cause it's also wasn't a dramatic scene or a scene with right. Lorelai. Right. It totally took you out of that into something completely different where you're engaging with these customers and then these kids. And then it's always good when you're up against Taylor. Oh, it's great. Because you're like, what is going on, dude? That's great. Basically. It's just so great. <laughs> and, I, and, and, and I get a chance to go one-on-one with Michael Winters, which is like, you know, you're going up against, it's like he made me so much better than I actually am because I had to survive with him. Mm-hmm. You know, I really mm-hmm. had to bring it when I'm working with everybody in that cast. But Michael Winters, my God. Oh, just just a joy. I really miss him. Yeah, he does nail that character. And it's like... Oh, just owns it. I do love any scene with him because mm. it's so entertaining. <laughs> he's he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. And I don't know why he's not working more. He worked didn't work in film. I mean, all of those great character parts mm-hmm. in films, he, he could have been in a lot of them. And I just... It's just... I have to give a shout out too to Dosi's Market. Yeah. So I spent some time when you guys were in there kind of looking. Uh-huh. That market is stocked. Yeah. It is stock full uh-huh. and it has so many candies. Uh-huh. It's like bazookas, push ups. Uh-huh. There's a whole like planters thing. Like that market does not look fake or, or TV. Uh-uh. It looks awesome. That's a real produce section too. There's like yes. real vegetables and celery and tomatoes and did apples. you guys ever eat like the go to Josie's market to grab a snack <laughs> no we we didn't but uh, the extras would sometimes take a chomp you know <laughs> I'll get some, some gum mm. no 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 you can't go into that stuff and and open it up and start eating it <laughs> it's like, what are you doing Oh, we the, might have to reshoot the whole episode because it won't match, pops. you know? Uh, yeah, but it was... So those were great scenes. Yeah, they, they And really I were. did not know what an ice-cold egg cream was mm-hmm. or a black cow root beer and ice cream mm-hmm. to go. Or chocolate phosphate. What the hell is phosphate? <laughs> just, it's just Dan Palladino firing on all cylinders. I got to tell you, man, I mean, he hit it out of the park. I think in every single scene. Ah, summer, the best time of the year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices, and vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? 
With IKEA, your plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. It's a very gilmore episode. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. as opposed to, like, last week, which I loved because there was so much drama. Right. No, that's why I loved it so much, because it was really, in, I think, in the original spirit of what the show was meant to yeah. be, which is a lighthearted, buoyant dramedy with a ton of laughs in it and a ton of absurd situations. But, you know, just the, the fast back and forth. I mean, it was just. Yeah, there really wasn't. Like a major drama, like no. we had the week before. Yeah. It was very, what's the word? It's not slapsticky, but like comedy, bung, 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 mm-hmm. bung, 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 bung. But like I think that. we needed it after the pre, after Haunted Leg. We really needed an episode like that where we could just like breathe and enjoy it and like, oh, okay. So probably right, intentional. This is what I come here yeah. for. Yeah. This is, this is, yeah, this is what I signed up for. Right. Okay, so we go back to Lorelai's and they're talking about meeting Darren Springsteen and he's they're going to go have lunch with him. And so now this is where Dave Rogowski calls the answering machine. Mm -hmm. 
And now I realize what you were saying. Who is it? Did you, when you saw Adam Brody, I literally, when I first saw it, I was like, is that Adam Brody? But he looks like different, you know, different than like the OC Adam Brody. So I was like, I Googled it. I was like, you know, this episode. And I was like, oh my God, that is Adam Brody. Little baby face Adam Brody. So cute. Right, because it was before the OC. So Scott, I don't know if you ever watched the OC, but like. Didn't, sorry. For us, Mm -hmm. that was a huge show. And Adam Brody, who I don't want to tell Danielle what happens, but he, he has quite an important part on Gilmore Girls, went on to star in the OC and like, break out mm-hmm. massive like mm-hmm. he became a humongous star mm-hmm. and the oc was like huge mm-hmm. if you think about it like the cast of gilmore girls is so iconic like melissa mccarthy right you have um adam brody you had seth mcfarlane in one of the earlier episodes john Hamm. jane lynch J- yeah alexis Lauren, milo like- milo right jared I know all of them. It's so good. Don't, and don't knock my Matt Zukri, who literally is stars in The Resident and was on The Good Wife. Like, it's crazy all the people. Right. I'm going to throw Chad Michael Murray in there, too, because oh, totally. <laughs> so anyway, that was very exciting to hear Adam Brody's voice on the machine and know that he was coming. And OK, so then they go to the lunch. I need you guys to just tell what you thought. I thought it was great. I thought it was Lorelai had to contain herself. She couldn't be her. I mean, she got a couple of zingers in. And I really liked the balance of that because it was like less is more. It's like you knew she was going to have some quippy quips, right? And they were going to be great. And she did. Yeah. And it's like, but she couldn't really, you know, go nuts because she doesn't want to sabotage her kid. Exactly. Um, she but, couldn't be her true self because no, she had to like right. she had to rein it in. Be into this. Right. Yeah. So um but I just thought it was uh that actor was fantastic. That family was so kooky. Oh it was, was tennis outfit. Oh, it was hysterical. Jack and <laughs> And I liked I liked the you know, when Lorelai gave Rory that look like, you know, is is something like untoward going on here between daddy and daughter and that <laughs> was hysterical. <laughs> First of all, there's so much to talk about this lunch because this is a major part. The game, the like, yeah. how smart are you game right. at lunch? Yes. Right. Which I was like, I don't know one answer. No, not one answer. I was like, okay, let me try to like follow along. I'm like, nope. I want to know what you guys think of this family and the two kids that are obviously on the Ivy League college track mm-hmm. and then the sister. And why do you think Dan felt it was important to write that in and for Rory to have that exchange with the, you know, the outlier sister? Well, it's, you know, do you want to be on this? This is what it takes in this particular case to be on the conveyor belt, going to Harvard and having that kind of a life. That's, that's a, that's a completely different level than, I mean, that's, that's a rare, um, rarefied air. You know, um, and the one daughter who was on her own path, as the mother said, she's on her own path. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it just shows what happens sometimes when you have parents that put all their hopes and dreams and their desires and their wants into their children. And are they, and you have to ask the question, is that really what the child wants? 
mm-hmm. and how important is a child's wants and needs versus what guidance the parents can give them and you know when does it become like you know too much so mm-hmm. i think that's it was a great scene in that it 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 sort of contrasted all of those different options and different paths that people can possibly take. And yeah. And what does it take? Is Rory really cut out for this? I think the scene was there just to say, is Rory really cut out for this? Is she on the conveyor belt? Because her mother isn't and her mother got off the conveyor conveyor belt. And that was the whole point. That's the whole point of her life. And that independent streak does not serve Rory. Well, perhaps going right. into a conveyor belt, sort of a factory, which you could, surmise a Harvard might be. Yeah, that's the family was so nice, like sugary sweet, so Mm -hmm. nice, Mm -hmm. but almost not likable for me. Like I'm like, I like the sister. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it was so they were so perfect and so Ivy League and so the perfect lunch and the whole thing where I liked the sister. Mm -hmm. I was like, that girl's Cool. Well, that's that girl's just doing her thing. Well, that was Lorelai. That yeah. was Lorelai yeah. as a as a teenager. Or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I felt bad for her. I I really felt bad for Lorelai, and I felt bad for that girl who was not on the conveyor belt because mm, she's gonna have a she's gonna have a hard life. And even if she finds happiness and she finds her own path, good for her. She's still gonna have that tension with her family. They're still gonna look down. So that was a. That was really walking into a sort of a Richard and Emily, a successful Richard and Emily Gilmore family. I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Because, you know, the one daughter's going to Harvard. She's, it was either in or she got accepted and she's on her way. Right. Um, So this is showing Lorelai, look, you're in another situation here with Richard and Emily. They're a little lighter version, maybe less wealthy. Right, mm-hmm. a little less wealthy. They seem, I think they were more wealthy than those guys. Well, if they're if they're buying, uh, you know, uh, artwork, if they're buying art at that level, then they're probably yeah, right. very wealthy. Um, um, <laughs> which I what think, was the name of that artist? She kept repeating. <laughs> I know. And it, what was that? And then the, there was something about he's a student of Matisse. Right. And then someone says like, "Oh yes, I know. Only a charlatan wouldn't." Right. Like they were so fancy. <laughs> They almost were pretentious, but yet they were so nice that they weren't pretentious. So you're like, I like them. But I think for me, there was and and I, I'll be interested to see what people say, because I think that there was more to that scene for me to take away in that the most likable people are the sister and Lorelai, if we're excluding Rory, because they were the most real. Real. Whereas the family, Jack and Jennifer and Darren Springsteen and his wife are playing the part of the perfect family. Yeah. But do you, but how do you know that? Maybe that's them being real. Maybe that's their real. You know what I mean? Right, right. Because Jack and Jennifer were loving every minute mm-hmm. of the going around the table and playing the smarty pants game. Right. You're right. Right. But it was, I think that, that scene has more significance than just do you know what I mean? Well, it was interesting because you saw Rory being there, right? And that's that's what she aspires to be. She aspires to be a Harvard kid and just kind of showing like oh, this is kind of the stereotype of what a Harvard kid looks like. And it's not really you, you know? Right. Like Rory isn't Jack and Jennifer. So you're seeing that like dichotomy, like she's still going to go to Harvard, but she's not really these people. 
She's oh, in Scott. the middle of Lorelai and Look at Scott. No, no, I'm agreeing. She... I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. I'll never disagree with you again. I never will. <laughs> it's never gonna happen. There will never be any disagreement. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I do want to hear from everyone listening because I think that there's more that I was I, I want to hear what people have to say about this scene because I feel like I wasn't getting or interpreting it exactly to the metaphor maybe that it was intended. And maybe it was just a simple, like, these are fancy freaking Harvard people. But I want to know what people thought about that <sighs> scene. Because I sort of was like, ooh, ooh. I think, yeah, I, I look, like I think there is a place for intellectual rigor. And I think it's necessary. It's a discipline. And it's a tradition. And it's important. Applying that to your every waking moment as regards your family dinner time lunch you mm -hmm. know wherever you are constantly testing your kids right okay right. so i think that's what they want us to question mm -hmm. um as it relates to rory and is she cut out for this world because this is just mm -hmm. one example maybe not the greatest example Although there's a lot a lot good you can say about Jack Springsteen and his family. I mean, there are a lot of bad fathers out there. Who his name's Darren. Jack is the kid. Darren. Jack, sorry. Darren's Darren dad. Springsteen. You're fine. Thank you so much for the correction. <laughs> I so appreciate you. Um, have I told you how grateful I am? Of, 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 <laughs> oh, my God. So, so, so um do you like Darren Springsteen I as do. a dad? I do. I do. I do. I do. I think he erred on the side of caution. He, he, you know, sure, maybe he's a little over the top with everything. Yeah, but, yeah. but, you know, he's setting a very high bar. And look, he liked Rory. And I thought it was great that he calls and was very impressed by her records and mm -hmm. is going to mm -hmm. help her get into mm -hmm. Harvard. Yeah. So like the Lorelai did the right thing by calling, you know, they're all freaking out. So Lorelai really stepped up as a mom and said, like, I'm going to help out my kid here, even though this isn't mm -hmm. my world. Calls headmaster right. Charlton and says, did I say that right? Headmaster Charleston. I think yeah, it, you forgot the S. Is it Charleston? Sorry, guys. Yeah. I suddenly I was... I would never correct you, ever. <laughs> I, that would put me in conflict with so you. So that was like, you know, for Lorelai, she took the initiative, did that, you know, set up the lunch, which we didn't talk about that funny scene when Rory's supposed to be calling him and then Lorelai pretends to be Rory. So that was all... Lorelai did great there. Mm -hmm. Like, she yeah. really did. Mm -hmm. And so it was great to find out that, like, Rory's records are, are Harvard quality. Right. But for me, that was like... Oh, vomit in the mouth, these people. Right. Like, oh, God. Yeah, I, I, I it's definitely vomit in the mouth. But like we've been saying, I think that scene was on purpose. You know, you wanted to see that maybe this isn't the right fit for, for Rory. And she needs to see what, you know, Harvard looks like on the outside. Mm. You know? Mm -hmm. it, gives, it gives me great comfort that there are families like that. I, I like that, that there are Springsteen families like that. I like that they're pressuring their kids i like that they're mm, mm. i i do it it to me it's i see what you're saying you, you know, like that the father and the mother wanted their kids to achieve yes that's yeah, fair i i do i think i think a lot of fathers and mothers really screw up their kids and if these if if the daughter is a little screwed up in her ways and 
but at least she's going to Harvard. I mean, there's there's nothing right. bad there you like, can say about that. And again, maybe it's my, I don't know, 2022 eyes, but there was just some excessive privilege in that family where you're yeah. just like, oh, oh. But then they got the daughter that's the waitress and going to be the birthday party bunny. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm really glad they showed that. Like that kid too. And at first when they're like, oh, you know, about the third kid, she's following her own path. I almost thought she wasn't there. Like when you first hear that, you're like, oh, she's off somewhere. Mm -hmm. So it was nice to see her room, her funky bedroom and her bunny. You know, I liked Uh the way the whole thing came together because of that third sister. I'd like to know more about the third sister and why does she not have the intellectual capacity? Does she not have the study habits? Does she not have the discipline to do the level of work it takes to get into a position to be accepted in Harvard? That's a lot of work. And and you can say privilege uh, till the cows come home, but, but I don't know that a lot of people have been accepted uh, to an, an institution that difficult to get into without working their tails My- off. Tr- Interesting question, because my takeaway on Carol was Carol could have been capable of going to Harvard. She didn't want it. She said, my parents want that. And Jack and Jennifer want to please my parents. And then she said, I love how she called Rory Harvard hair because it was like, (laughs) oh, yeah, you're on the track. Mm -hmm. But I like that she was saying. I didn't want it. So even though there's Harvard all over this place and it was basically kind of could have been handed to me on a silver platter. I didn't want it. Mm-hmm. And it's okay that I didn't want it. Maybe as sort of a metaphor to Lorelai, like it's okay that Lorelai didn't go that route. And Rory can, if that's what she wants. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm reading into it too much. No, no, I agree. No, I think, uh, you know, obviously they had the same, you know, a, a milder reaction that, that Richard and Emily have towards Lorelai, not go, staying on the, conveyor belt uh, than that girl had with her parents but still there was some disappointment obviously in their voices and their mm-hmm. attitude towards mm-hmm. yes. their own daughter and yes. I think that's you know that can damage that daughter I'm, uh, yes that's a great point because mm-hmm. right the mom and dad Springsteen Mr. and Mrs. Springsteen weren't overly thrilled with Carol but I thought the significance of Carol was so important because Carol was thrilled with Carol Right. Carol was like I'm, I'm good well, I think it's also maybe the parents feel guilty that they didn't spend the time with her uh, and give her all of the options that they gave their daughter who got accepted. The other daughter, maybe they weren't as uh, uh, attentive with that daughter and exploring, you know, what her where her talents lie. And that's the responsibility yeah. of a parent when a child is young. It's like, let them try a million things. Let's see what they're good at. And... You know, if they love that, then let's, you know what I mean? I mean, keep them yeah, well-rounded. Totally. My, my takeaway on Carol is she, what's that saying? She beats to the sound of her own drum. Mm-hmm. Like Carol mm-hmm. just was like, I don't want that. But I want to know so why. I'm not doing that. I was more interested. I wanted to know more about that girl. Why? Right. Why? Yeah. What, yeah. How there did she fall off? There was definitely significance to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise it wouldn't have been so prominent. We could have just left it with, oh, Carol goes to her own, mm-hmm. you know, right. way. Like she's following her own path. So anyway, yeah. Th- this to me was the scene that was the most like, hmm, what am I not getting here? Right. Anyway. Okay. So then we go to the town meeting, which is just my favorite thing ever. The town meeting. 
and it is just soda shop time. <laughs> and Taylor has the diorama. Oh God! Of the soda shop. How do we feel about uh, Lorelai uh, not supporting Luke in that town meeting? Okay, I didn't look at it that way because I just looked at like the whole town wants the soda shop. Right. They're just like. And and it was the hesitancy, like, like we don't want to we don't want to not support you, Luke, but like we really want like right. a black cow, egg cream or phosphate, whatever. So he <laughs> was like, have, having such a problem with it because it was Taylor, right? Right. But I, and Luke being Luke, just Luke doing Luke. Totally. I love that Taylor calls out some obscure law <laughs> that like, I can make you rent it to me. And Luke's like, that's for a civil war hospital, bro. You can't do that with an ice cream store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Luke they, needed the whole thing. He needed genius. to back off on that a little bit. He just needed to just let it happen. Ah, summer, the best time of the year. Usually it doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices, and vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. (sighs) Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. 
Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Okay, so then Kirk wants a job, and then here he comes, Dave Rogowski. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What did you think? So I really like the scene where they were like sitting together in a little, on the, the park bench, I guess you would say, you would call it. Yeah. And I like the two of them together. I think there's going to be some some cute little flirty flirt action happening. And I see it. I'm like, the, the, they're, they're, they're cute together. I like the dynamic. She said, I love you. <laughs> she, said, I, I... <laughs> she did. <laughs> And I, was I want this wanting... for Lane so bad. I want it for her so bad. Yeah, I like that this is sort of spicing things up for her. And then Dean, also sidebar, like they had the fanciest like coffee cart serving treats at the town meeting. What Did the heck notice? was that about? Luke, <laughs> Luke's was open, right? It's not, was Luke's open or closed? It was, it's not closed during a town meeting. It's, it's. Yeah, because somebody runs it when so you're gone. So how is there a coffee cart out in front? A fancy coffee cart. Yeah. A, like, I think it had like bakery Cutina. treats too. That, that hurt yeah. Luke's business right there. <laughs> Taylor, that's Taylor being diabolical. All right. So talk about it. <clears throat> what do you think about Dean kind of saying to Rory, What's going to happen when you go to college? Boy, that guy. He's a buzzkill, oh. isn't he? I mean, he's just, he's just so gone. much to unpack there. Oh, damn, man, just. Wow. <laughs> oh, God. I know. We were just so pleased with him in the uh, diner yeah, earlier. Yeah. And then it's like. He but comes. we needed this because for the last few weeks, he's been kind of not bowing down to Rory, but like. Oh, are you sure you're not just as out of town now? Yes. Okay, great. We can move on. You know, like he's just been very like go with the flow. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever Rory says. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, oh, no, he's having the doubts now, which breaks my it breaks. He's being realistic, though, please. Like they're going to stay together when she goes to Harvard. Right. It's like, come on. She's going to be in this completely new world. She's not going to want to come home every weekend the only on the bus. Look, if he wants to go to a junior college in Boston to be oh. near her while she's going at Harvard, right. the only way that that could possibly work is if he is really just super oak, cool with everything and happy with his own life and right. a dynamic guy. And he's a genius in his own right. He happens to be in junior college, which is no shame in that. Um, but it's going to be hard for her socially. Um, again, I mean, you know, he, he, was he accepted at Chilton? Was, was, was he embarrassed to be at Chilton? Or does he feel inferior walking up to Chilton? How's he going to feel when he walks into Harvard? Saying, uh, oh, I'm here to get Rory and where, oh, so are you going to Harvard? No, I'm over there at, uh, you know, Runnymede City College, <laughs> you know, right. by the heart, by the river. Um, you know, how's we all know that Dean is just going to melt down if he's in that scenario. He just doesn't have the, he doesn't have the stuff to get through it. And he, she, that girl makes him so nervous. <laughs> I mean, She's given him yeah, so many still, reasons to be insecure. I, and he was a very I confident. agree with everything you're saying. I also think it was 
impressive, if that's the right word, that he was being so realistic and saying like, hey, we kind of like should talk about this. Wait, it totally it totally made me sad because I feel like he was like literally like he had the realization that everything he was fighting for for so long is maybe not really going to happen. You know, like he's been fighting for this relationship for so long, going through all the BS that Rory has put him through, still sticking by. And then he has this moment where he's like, but wait, like, Mm. is that is all I just went through worth it? You know, like it just made me sad. Yeah, it was. It was sad because it's also accurate. They're not going to stay together. No, no. I mean, for maybe for a little while, but then it's just going to he'll meet somebody. She'll meet somebody. And I thought there was some significance to Jackson mentioning the tools to Lorelai (laughs) because she realized Mm -hmm. like, right, Rory's leaving. Yeah. So I think. Dean and Lorelai had the same realization in the same episode. I I I kind of think if I could interject here. um, Yeah. um, I thought that that was a bit insensitive of Jackson to. Yeah, I agree. It was totally bizarre. You know, the the body's still warm. Like, can we. (laughs) What are you doing? What are you moving your tools in there now for? But I think if we like take ourselves out of it. I think like you were saying that Dan Palladino wrote this episode so perfectly because it was that moment where Dean's realistic to Rory. Like, we're not going to stay together. Like you're going to college. You can't come home every weekend. And Jackson points out to Rory, like, Hey, you're going to have an empty room at your house. Like you're going to be all alone. Mm-hmm. And so Lorelai. even though it was sort of shrouded in this tool thing, which was weird, but whatever, I was sort of like, is he going to rent that room? Like what's happening? But it was the significance of her realizing Rory's going to be gone. Yeah. that I'm going to be here alone. That was the point of the entire episode to get us to that moment. And it was a powerful moment when we have that sort of, um, you know, waist up shot of her looking off to Rory, like going into the diner, like I'm not going to be with her much longer. She's going away. And that's why I think it was such a glorious Gilmore episode, because that's mm-hmm. what that show does best, in my opinion. Yes. That's why I responded so negatively to the melodrama from, or the drama uh, from Haunted Leg, because I don't, that's not the show. Uh, for me, for me, right, for right, my right. consumption. For, for me, it's both. It's both right. because there are many scenes that I love <clears throat> like last week, but you're right. Like we went, we go through these shenanigans mm-hmm. or Aunt Gilmore antics, mm-hmm. like the goofy Springsteen family mm-hmm. to get to right. the significant meaning right. for everyone's life. Keep it light, keep it funny. And then we can have a poignant moment at the end or here and there sprinkled in to just sort of elevate everything or even bring it back down to reality where everything seems so heightened because of it, where exactly. it came from. I mean, it was just such a perfect episode And you episode needed that Dean moment like Dan and set the Jackson out, moment. Right. Dan set out to write something to get to that ending. And I well, thought and- it was absolutely brilliant. To me, the significant, I agree with you because the significance was that Rory and Lorelai were going to hang out. Remember, they changed their plans. Mm -hmm. Lorelai's not going to do the billing or whatever. And Rory isn't going to do whatever she was going to do because ultimately those two want to spend time together. So it didn't become about Dean. It's it's Rory and Lorelai. And again, he's so brilliant how you like, and it's so subtle. It's just a tiny little thing like, oh, 
It is. You want to hang out? Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's cancel what we're doing. Because that's ultimately right. it shows the relationship. Us, right. It shows us how valuable time is when you're with your loved ones. Time. We don't have much time left. And so let's right. take this time to do it. And I, I feel, I mean, it just got me. It, it put a lump in my throat. I made, I, I, made a, like, I, I made a decision to go to the gym this morning real quick and not spend an hour with my kid having breakfast. I made him breakfast and left it. And I was like driving there going, I want to turn around and go spend time with Nick. Because yeah. every second with him is magic. You know what I mean? I think you're right. Because I think ultimately it comes back to mom and daughter too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Always in the show. Like we always are yeah. analyzing what is it. And it mm-hmm. is always back to Rory and Lorelai. Yeah. And I think that's also the significance when we see Luke's and we see Taylor's already got the sign made. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he mm-hmm. did it weeks ago. And then we panned through town and we see the troubadour. And it's just to give us that moment of like letting it all sink in. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. It, that, that, the, this episode made me forgive all of the other, not a lot of them, but some of the episodes that I th- thought didn't really hit the mark. You know, but serve their purpose in some ways. You know, it's so funny because when I'm watching it, it wasn't my favorite. I, 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 the others stand out to me more. Like when I have that kind of scene with Christopher and Lorelai, like, oh, I love this. But now as we're talking about it, I see it, it, it allows me to see the significance of it mm-hmm. because it's so soft and subtle. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, wait, that's what the whole show is about. That's what it's mm-hmm. about. And I, you know, I think, right. It's let, it's let Luke be Luke. They let everybody be themselves. Right. Yeah. Luke ranting through the whole thing. And Dean wasn't so twerpy. Right. Like they let Dean be Dean or Mm -hmm. Dean was almost cool and almost smart. Right. Like you're like, oh, wow, he's really intuitive here. Like, I don't mean almost smart, like he's some ding dong, but like, you know (laughs) what I mean? Like where he was really like intuitive about the future. Yeah. I would I would point to this episode as is really capturing the tone, mm-hmm. the original spirit of, of yeah of from the from moment one mm-hmm. yeah right I mean it really just captured the tone of this and uh, God it was so powerful at the end it really was I mean it was unexpectedly powerful she just looked she just looked and then there's mm-hmm. the pan to the the diner and the two of them walking in and it's like man who who can't relate to that. You know, who's had kids or even hasn't right. had kids, but has been a daughter or son. You know, it's like, wow. I'll give a quick fashion. They love to put Lorelai in florals mm-hmm. and she's loving a necklace, like always a sort of a prominent <clears throat> necklace in the last few. And I thought uh, Lauren's hair was particularly excellent in this episode. Like something's going on with her hair where I'm like, wow. There's she more looks... of a curl to it. Like a... And she looked yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, okay. I gave my favorite line. What was yours? I really like Jackson's uh, hair in this. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Dave Rogalski's hair was pretty good too. It I like, was. I like, Dave I like, Rogalski does have great hair. I like You're his not outfit. wrong, Scott. I like his outfit. His Argyle sweater. Yes. That's I like me some Adam Brody. I'm not going to lie. Okay. I love Adam Brody. It's always confusing because Adam Brody in real life married the girl from Gossip Girl. It's like very confusing. Hmm. He married Rachel Bilson? No, Leighton Meester? No, Leighton Meester. Leighton Meester, okay. And then Rachel Bilson's the girl from the OC. Yeah, so yeah, Adam yeah. Brody married the girl from Gossip Girl, which is huh. kind of crazy. Yeah. Danielle, do you have a favorite? 
line? Um, yeah, my favorite line is Rory goes, I think we need therapy. And Lorelai says, I think we need some booze for those of us that are 21. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to give it to old Lukey on the soda line. Um, do you have money? No, he paid attention to him. Totally. Thought that was funny. <laughs> when each of those kids came in, you got money. You got money. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> oh god. Um well, yeah, terrific y'all, episode. We all got along. I, I mean, hope it wasn't boring. No. I mean, Dan Palladino, hats off to you. You wrote the hell out of that episode. I mean, that was just a fever dream of a of an episode, a dialogue and it's 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 how do you it, the challenge is how do you make that much dialogue compelling? You know, that's the challenge. Right. How do you, right. he made that much dialogue really active and compelling and filled with action, even though there were set pieces all over the place. It was, it was a wonderful episode. I really enjoyed it. I almost went back and watched it, but I was, you know, had to get nicked to bed. But uh, yeah, it would be a good one to watch again. Yeah. Meaning, you know, your third, fourth, fifth, whatever, yeah. because it's so dense. That's one I would watch repeatedly because it just, man it, it demanded your attention so anyway um, uh, what's, what's what episodes next week danielle uh the next episode is one's got class and the other one dies mm. oh gosh Boy. that sounds menacing challenging, challenging. whoa <laughs> see you then guys all right so anyway thank you everyone so anyway thank you everyone for downloading and we mean this from the bottom of our hearts. You are the best fans on the planet. You are the smartest. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your very insightful feedback. We take it to heart. I took it to heart. And after I get off this, I'm going to go work on me a little bit. You know, I'll work on my interrupting. <laughs> I will. No, it's not you. No, I do. They tell, trust me, they comment on that like but it's, every week. Really? That's they, I get very excited. So I do it. Yeah. I'll work on it. <laughs> it's probably one of my things I need to work on in life. So I appreciate them pointing it out. But no, the Not thing right. is, is, you know, I grew up with impeccable manners. I'm teaching my son impec- to have impeccable manners because I think it's the most, one of the more important things in life is to say please and thank you. And um, if I offended anybody or insulted anybody, that makes me feel bad. I don't want people to feel that way. I want I them to enjoy this experience. And, and be, just because... You know, we get heated or we get into it and we're having fun. Doesn't mean that the audience is necessarily having fun. So anyway, again, let me apologize one last time. Uh, I hope we get in a big fight. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Christopher, uh, come back to us. <laughs> yeah. See, see what that boy does. See what that boy does. <laughs> Makes me crazy. Um, I love him. Anyway, love you guys. You you guys, you too. And uh, we'll see you next time, gang. Stay safe.
everybody, and don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com. Oh, you Gilmore fans, if you're looking for the best cup of coffee in the world, go to my website for my company, scottyp.com, S-C-O-T-T-Y-P.com, scottyp.com. Grade one specialty coffee. Ah, summer, the best time of the year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.